legacy of that shield is complicated. Something to get behind. They need the symbol. So what's our plan? Dissecting This Fiction, a podcast where we discuss the latest in movies, TV, and games. Because we're always DTF, and you should be too. I'm your host, Steven. And I'm your co-host, Jessica. And this is The Anatomy of the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Part 2. Full spoiler review of Episode 2. Yes. So get the fuck out if you haven't listened to it. Yeah, it's not. Or, this is, Or haven't watched it, I should you, say. Yeah, this isn't for you. So go watch the episode and then come back. Unless you just don't care. Yeah. <laughs> so let's jump in. Yeah, let's just dig right in. Let's dive right out of a fucking cargo plane. Yeah. The uh, episode title was The Star Spangled Man, which uh, I thought was kind of interesting. And they definitely mentioned it a few times throughout the episode. We start off seeing uh, John Walker, or a.k.a. Newcap, preparing to go on to Good Morning America. He's in the locker room of a high school, which is apparently... It looked like it was his, like... It's his old high school. His old high school. His old stomping grounds. Right, yeah. His locker. Yeah. Yeah, They made it very clear that he had a a connection to the room Mm -hmm. and and was reflecting on on life. Yeah. Uh, he's, He's getting a pep talk from his wife and doing the whole, like... I feel like, in my opinion, this section was them trying to get us to want... To like him. Sympathize with the guy. Yeah, and be like, oh, okay, I get it. He's just wanting to do the right he, thing. and I mean, they, that's exactly how they portrayed the scene, right? He was, yeah. he wanted to be the best he can be to live up to Captain America. Mm-hmm. Like, he's not trying to replace him, it seems. It's like, and he's having doubts in himself. He, yeah. He thinks that he can't do this, and he's got his wife supporting him, you know, then his... I guess sidekick, yeah. Lamar Hoskins. Yes. Gives him kind of a similar pep pep talk and yeah. y- you get the vibe that he wanted he wants to be on the front line and and Hop- Hoskins says, you know, this is the gig. This is what you signed so up for. It, yeah. You know, and it's essentially it's him doing a PR thing for Good Morning America to like basically be the poster child, the the banner for America, right? Right, yes. Uh very similar to what we see Steve Rogers doing in the beginning of First Avenger, right? Yeah, very he true. basically has this ability and he wants to use it to help the country and he's basically being used as a poster child to yeah. just He's just a publicity stunt. Propaganda. Yeah. You know? A live action propaganda. Exactly. All he is and he wants to be more. Yeah. So you see very similar parallels with this character. Yeah. We did get a little bit of background on him, on Walker, that he is actually a war hero and he's done all kinds of cool shit as, like, being in the military. He's mm-hmm. not just, like, a face. This is the moment where they kind of establish that he does not have powers. Yes. He is not a super soldier. Yes. At least that's what he's saying. Yes. As far as we're aware. Yeah, he says he doesn't have any flashy gadgets or superhero strength like Stark and Banner. So, I think that's going to... I don't know if there's a lot of truth to that. I think he's going to see... Here's the thing. He probably either doesn't know Mm -hmm. that he's been giving something Mm -hmm. to make him, like, stronger. Yeah. Or it's just, like, a black market thing that they're using on him. And he's aware of it, but he knows to be quiet about it. Yeah. Or, as I might talk a little bit about later, it hasn't happened yet. That's a good point. Yeah. This could be like... I think there's an opportunity so for it to go that kinda way. Kind of like the abomination route of 
the Hulk movie. Yeah. Well, you know, I know we're not supposed to talk about that one as a Marvel movie. <laughs> what but, movie are you talking about? That yeah, doesn't exist. Um, uh, this guy's making up stories. <laughs> you know, but we saw, I can't remember the character's name, but, you know, Abomination, mm-hmm. that character, he keeps taking shit mm-hmm. to advance and, and make himself more powerful. And he yeah. st- begins to get, like, addicted to that. Right. And that's kind of what creates the Abomination character as we know yeah, yeah. in that film. So maybe it's going to be something like that. Not as extreme of him becoming a fucking creature, but, right. you know, I mean. <laughs> him maybe, I need to be better, I want to be better, so I'm going to go to the black route. market and mm-hmm. get this stuff. Yeah, you know, exactly. Either with or without America's knowledge. Yeah. And by that I mean the government. Yes. Um, They kind of highlight the whole shield bullshit with him like being really good at using the shield uh, oh yeah and like training like combat training or whatever which, it was that was the, that was his shield right yeah so how did he get it before he was actually captain america by the american label i mean he could have been... does that mean that the government's made other versions of the shield maybe so they didn't even need the fucking shield by that logic yeah or because that had to have been pre him being captain america or they already knew they wanted him to do it, so they had other versions of the shield that they hadn't practiced with mm-hmm. to like try out or whatever. Yeah, I just the whole idea that he can, assuming he's just a person, and I guess this goes back to like my like drawing a line in the sand of what is and is not acceptable <laughs> in a fucking science fiction movie. Right. But I I do not believe that he would have the ability to throw these fucking shield and hit all these targets and have it come back to him. Yeah. Because, like, unless your fucking superpower is geometry, uh, how the fuck are you doing this? (laughs) Maybe it is. Maybe that is his superpower. Because I was thinking about it. Like, I know you were mad about it when you were watching it, but I was thinking about it. Was I mad about it? Yeah, you were. (laughs) You're painting, like, this picture, like, I'm stomping around, (laughs) fucking breaking things. No, I mean, I... Fuck this guy. I know you were annoyed by that. And I was, like, thinking about it a little bit, and I realized vibranium, I think, is very lightweight, isn't it? So, in practice, being able to throw a fucking very lightweight metal frisbee that's Mm -hmm. oversized... You could theoretically do that. I mean, it's, that's not the point, though. No, it, I know. It, I'm not talking about the hitting like, all the targets, heavy. though. I just mean the precision, the I know, but... intuition of it. Yeah, I know. That's what I was where I was about to go with it. Okay, go for it. <laughs> I was just going to say that in theory, throwing a very oversized, very lightweight frisbee isn't out of the realm of possibility. But mm. you would literally have to be a geometry genius mm. to get the angles right and be able to catch it and do all that shit every time so and this kind of goes back to like again you know you look at a character like hawkeye and like to me like oh yeah that's that i understand that's believable mm-hmm. because you see people in real life that yeah. literally are just that good yeah there's this this woman i see on social media who like uses her feet mm-hmm. she does like archery with her feet she gets mm-hmm. she does like a handstand yeah. and she pulls a bow with her toes Mm-mm. and she fucking hits targets in the middle i like, don't like that I mean, I'm not saying I'm a fan. I'm just no. saying it's a thing that people can fucking do. That's crazy. You know, like, you yeah. put enough effort into something, you can do this kind of shit. True. So, it's believable, I guess, with Hawkeye, in my sense. So, I guess it should logically be believable for throwing a shield. Yeah. But it's not. But it's not. Because yeah. of the way that it bounces and shit. Like, I just don't understand how it would be theoretically possible. Yeah. I agree. There's a line in the sand. It doesn't make sense. Um, there's, I guess there's too many variables that would affect it actually coming back. The only to thing I can think of is if they actually had some kind of mechanism installed on it that like makes it like a magnetic situation on his arm you. that like yeah. I mean that would be a logical way of explaining it. Yeah. Um, but I mean to move on though, like yes, it, they kind of they kind of sum up how and why he's considered Worthy. the person that they chose. Yeah. Uh, so you had to assume there was other candidates then. Yeah. That just didn't make it based off that. You know, he has three purple hearts or whatever they said. Yep. Um, pretty fucking young, but somehow he's got all this stuff. Yeah. And then this whole situation, we see Bucky watching it on TV mm-hmm. with this look on his face. <laughs> it's just like, this motherfucker. He's like, like, I either have or I'm about to shit myself. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Yeah. So, I don't know, that it, that scene alone, just watching 
um, Bucky's face. It was mm-hmm. like, this is this is really good acting. Like, it's accurate. That is exactly the face that he would make, you know? Because mm-hmm. he says something like how he feels like he was a brother to Steve Rogers. Right? Is that what he says? Yeah, the guy, uh, Walker, whatever, mm-hmm. John, John Walker, Walker he yeah. goes on this thing about how like, he never met him, mm-hmm. but like he feels like he's a brother yeah. because of this and all that stuff. And it's just like... Yeah. And I feel like at that point, Bucky, Bucky snaps. You have to fucking be pissed off yeah. hearing that kind of shit, mm-hmm. knowing what you've gone through. Yes. Uh, with and without him. Knowing yeah. how his arc went, you know. Yeah. Directly seeing that. Yeah. You know, this guy has no clue what he's what he went through and what he was about. Yeah. So then you called it immediately. This is what brings Bucky and Sam back together. Um. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, the big criticism I saw online was, in the first episode, was like, well, why weren't they together yet? Like, it's called the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and they it's were separate. exposition, people. I know, I, yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I get it. I, but some people were upset that they didn't, yeah. they didn't show them by the end of that episode well, they did it fairly quickly. in the same scene. Yeah. And this one, they made it very fucking clear, like, yeah. oh, we're there now. Yeah, definitely. We know where, they're, where they were, and now we know where they are. Yeah. So, you know. Moving in, you know, the next scene, Bucky just shows up at this military base. Whatever. Where Sam's, like, about to leave on a mission. hmm Yeah. And he's like, why'd you give up the shield? Like, and he's trying to, con- basically trying to convince him to take it back. Bas- and he's like, I, it is what it is, essentially. <laughs> yeah. It, it almost feels like Sam is trying to avoid the confrontation of getting the shield back because... I mean, one, he fucking can't, right? It, yeah. How's he going to get it back? Not much of an option. If he yeah. does, he's going to be considered a, a terrorist or a, right. or a treason of some sort, right? So he pretty much gave it up. And yes. he can't really get it back on his own terms. Yeah. It leads into him having his other mission, like you referenced. Mm-hmm. Sam saying, you know, I have this other mission I have to take care of. Yeah. And, you know, I'll figure that shit out later, essentially. Um, so they kind of get into the summary of that and... You know, they, they kind of make fun of their own MCU, right? Yeah. They, he goes, uh, it's one of the big three. <laughs> and, and you know, like, Bucky's like, what the fuck is the big three? Yeah. And he's like, androids, aliens, or wizards. Yeah. And <laughs> He's like, there's no such thing as wizards, right? Uh, Isn't that what he says? Something like that. Yeah. Uh, and then he's like, uh, he's like, Doctor Strange. Yeah. He's like, well, Doctor Strange is a sorcerer. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then Sam has this conspiracy theory of, uh, sorcerers are just wizards without hats. Yeah. <laughs> and so, like, you kind of see, like, a fun banter between yeah. them. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I love the reference to uh, The Hobbit. Because Bucky's like, who are you fighting now, Gandalf? And he's like, how do you even know about Gandalf? Because he, like, never knows any pop culture references. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I read The Hobbit in 1937 when it came out. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking mic drop. <laughs> So that was like a nice little yeah Steve Rogers moment where like you get the reference of how fucking old he is yeah but like in a comedic way I, yeah so I like how they're doing that with Bucky now yeah um, I agree essentially they're arguing about it and they haven't reached a conclusion but Bucky's like well I'm gonna come with you to this fucking mm-hmm. thing like that I'm just yeah. part of your mission now basically he's like he's like I'm not touching you yeah <laughs> I'm not touching you I'm not touching you yeah. and just like follows him onto the plane yeah. <laughs> So we get a good indication that they're still not besties at this point, but right. like they they have a begrudging clearly have a relationship yeah. of some sort that they're able to have these conversations. Exactly, yeah. Um, so they fly into Munich where they have tracked the flag smashers. This is the terrorist group that was unearthed last episode, and they're like arguing about how to do the mission and like what's the plan and all this shit and it's just that same banter that you're talking about keeps going because mm-hmm. Go. like the whole time Bucky's like what's the what's the plan yeah what's the game plan and yeah. and Sam and is like, getting silent plan. treatment and yeah. then finally he's like I have a plan yeah oh uh, great what is it yeah jumps out the yeah the the plane yeah he's like all right so it you know you could tell that they're like really pushing at each other's buttons at this point mm-hmm. you know he's annoyed that Bucky came along. And so he's going to make his life a living hell, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then they figure out the Flag Smashers are stealing a shipment of medicine. And they're, like, kind of creeping on them, trying to, like, get more information or track them. And uh, 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 Sam clearly is, like, he's trying to get 
Bucky to not go in guns blazing, basically, because mm-hmm. that's like his old he even MO. Makes a joke that we're, he, he makes a joke that we're not assassins. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then he, like, doesn't think that he can be stealthy or whatever and, like, just observe. And then he gets, he surprises him and he's like, wait, a little bit of, a little bit of time in Wakanda and suddenly you're the White Panther? And he's like, actually, it's White Wolf. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Sam's like so, legitimately surprised. Like, uh, like, oh, wait, what? What? <laughs> so I, I think that's a nice touch. Like, we did already kind of establish that he was White Wolf in mm-hmm. like a end credit scene. Yeah. So you know, we saw an end credit scene where they teased that he was White Wolf. Mm-hmm. So I guess you would consider this confirmation then that like they're kind of blending in that character mm-hmm. uh, as Bucky in the MCU. Yes. I mean, so do you think we'll see him in a bigger role at some point in a Black Panther, you know, maybe the TV series, or you know, maybe he'll bleed into that from this one? That would be pretty cool. You know, if he spends time in Wakanda or whatever later on after this, or maybe yeah. even it'll be prequel stuff before. Mm-hmm. That'd be really interesting. But we're getting a little bit ahead of ourselves. Let's yeah. finish out. <laughs> um, and so then they end up... Uh, during this process of observing the group, they think that there's a, t- uh, a hostage on one of the trucks. So mm-hmm. then they move in to try to help the hostage. Turns out it's not a hostage. It's the leader. So mm-hmm. at first when we saw the scene, I was like, because there was two trucks. Bucky goes to the front truck. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what a fucking dumb move. Because the truck behind is going to see you going into the cargo of that truck. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't you go to the last truck? Yeah. But that's, that's why, because he was, was going was... for what he thought was a hostage. Exactly. So my question is, did she know they were there and she was setting a trap? Or did she just happen to be riding in the back and I then like, she went with just, it? I think she was just riding in the back. Yeah. I don't think she knew they were there. Yeah. I mean, she... I don't know why she would have been. Maybe she was there specifically to be defense for the cargo if Maybe. that exact situation happened. That's true. By chance. Yeah. I should rewind a little bit. She being Carly Morgenthau, who is the feminized version of Carl Morgenthau, who is the base of the Flag Smashers and, or is the character Flag Smasher in the mm. comics. Um, and she's the leader of this group. Um, and she's like, pretends to be the hostage. And then she's like, yeah, right. I'm going to beat your ass. Um, I mean, she didn't. Pretend very long. Yeah, no, it was like a She did like a half maybe. a second, like, oh, you're gonna save me. And then she starts to <laughs> evil <laughs> smile. Yeah. I have you now. Yeah. Uh, turns out there's a fuckload of super soldiers in this group. Like, it's not mm. just one or two. Well, I mean, before they even went after the vehicles, they, you know, like, they kind of had a little banter, too, of like, you know, Bucky's like, there's only four of them. And he's yeah. Like, he wants to, like, go head on. And, yeah. You know, Sam does his whole thing, like he scans the perimeter. He's like scoffing at him, like, "Oh, yeah. does that look like four? There's yeah. five, six. How many do you mm-hmm. count there now? You know." Yeah. And so, like, there's a clearly bigger group of these, yes, terrorists or whatever you want to call them. Yeah. So yeah, they get into a battle. It's obviously not going well because it's two against like eight or something like that. And uh, guess who shows up to help? John Walker and Lamar Hoskins. So they show up and they start. It seems like they're kind of holding their own a little bit. Yeah, see, that's where see that's why it's hard for me to believe that they don't have powers yeah. because they are legitimately in the beginning going against these super soldiers or what we are seeing as super soldiers yeah. right now. They have power to an extent, at least. Mm-hmm. I mean, even like to an extent, they lasted longer than Falcon and and Bucky did, which makes no sense. Like, like it, it did. I mean, it, it it was a very weak battle scene where. Yeah. Bucky was basically just hanging on up the bottom of the truck at a certain point. Yeah. And then, like, Falcon was, like, more focused on Bucky falling than he was about the actual battle. It just yeah. felt like they weren't really there at the top of their game, right? It just... <laughs> exactly. They were clearly unprepared. I think that was kind of what the whole point of the scene was to, to show that they just kind of dove into that situation, not really knowing the situation that was actually there. Yeah, exactly. Um, and that's probably to highlight, like, they are not working as a unit right now. They need to, like, work better together. Yeah, definitely. Um, so, I mean, they obviously end up losing regardless, even with Walker and Hoskins. Like, Walker ends up throwing his shield so that Hoskins, like, rides it like a sleigh when he falls off. That the- was an interesting, like, <laughs> that was a fun play on, like, 
how you could use the shield in any scenario, right? Yeah, yeah. Not even as a weapon, not as a defense, but just like a tool yeah. to cushion your friend from getting road rash or something yeah, yeah. in this battle, right? Yeah. And again, he was thrown, by that point, he was thrown like he had no powers, you yeah. know, so. But then there just happens to be a car following the truck. Like, that whole thing was just. That was very weird. Weird. Obviously, that was yeah. plot pointing. Yeah. But, you know, eventually Walker is also, well, not really, I guess he was Spartan kicked, if you yeah. will. I'm just saying, if I'm driving on any kind of highway and there's, like, men fighting on top of a semi-truck, yeah. I'm not going to be following close behind. I will I thought, not be tailgating. I thought it was very ridiculous that all these vehicles yeah. were just, like, really close to this vehicle full of superheroes yeah. and villains fighting each other. It's ridiculous. Um, but even, even uh, if you notice, too, uh, after John Walker is thrown onto the windshield of that vehicle yeah. and it slams on the brakes, right? Yeah. He's, like, standing up or whatever yeah. and the vehicle's behind him. Yeah. Nobody comes out of the fucking nope. vehicle. Yeah. It's like, are they just sitting in the vehicle, like, uncomfortable? Like, yeah. Like, oh, what do They're I do? Like, uh... <laughs> so Like, weird. I would be getting the fuck out of that vehicle. Yeah. You don't know who's coming from behind, who's exactly. gonna hit you. Exactly. So, it was a little bit weird, but that's a pretty standard action movie thing, at least. Um, so then, we see, uh... Walker and Hoskins, they have, like, it pans to them in their little Jeep deal, and they... They catch up yeah, they in catch the car up. to Sam and Bucky, and they're like, "We need to team up." Normal shit. I mean, they have like a little banter too of like them not refusing to get in the vehicle yeah, and yeah. stuff, and eventually they, they get just in. Keep walking, yeah. Um, and then they're like, "Well, how did you did you track this group here? How did you track them?" And they're like, "Well, we didn't track them. We tracked you." And they're like, "Well, how did you do that?" And they were like, "Well, we." Um, Tracked red, they're your drone thing. I don't know if they called they it. They traced Red Wing. Or not. Wing. Traced Red Wing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and Sam's like, "You hacked my tech." And he's like, "Well, it's not exactly hacking. It's government property." Mm-hmm. Which and that is kind like, of goes back to what I was talking about yeah. last episode, where like they never really explained why he's allowed to have this tech because like it's technically government property, but like yeah. he still had it the whole fucking time when he was supposedly out of the military. Yeah. And using it, so. How did he have access to it? Is that not considered theft? I mean, they wouldn't have noticed it was missing. I feel like he must have the, like, maybe he's just the only one trained or he has military access to it. He's just not And is it implied that it's the same exact gear that he had from the military? Or is it like Stark made him an upgraded version at some point later on? That would make sense. Because obviously, you know, the, the, the MCU movies and shows, they like to like... Every time they have the character come back, they always give them a new upgraded a new one, suit, yeah. right? So yeah. we've seen the evolution of his costume from just being like a vest yeah. with the wings to this full-on suit with these high-tech falcon wings, yeah. right? So yeah. I'm just curious, at what point is it, like, is it still considered their tech or is it his I think it's probably still theirs, but I, I don't know. I'd love to know more about that information as well. So, uh, obviously, we saw the flag flash. The flag smashes escaped. And we're here watching this, like, go-between with... Mm-hmm. Then they get introduced to Hoskins, and he's like... And he's like, I'm sorry, who are you? And he's like, Battlestar. And then, is that when Bucky gets out? Yeah. He's like, nope. And he's he like, like I'm done here. Right, yeah. <laughs> Leaves. You drop me like, off. You here. don't get to have a fucking name. That's not a thing. Um, and then, so Sam stays a little bit longer. He's trying to like wait it out. And then uh, Walker's giving his little speech. He's trying to appeal to him and like say like I understand where you're coming from. You didn't expect the shield to end up here. I'm not going to try to be Steve. I'm not trying to replace Steve. I'm just trying to be the best Captain America that I can be. It's a nice thing to say, right? Yeah. And he's like, okay, I'm listening. Like, you know, he doesn't say anything, but... Because, I mean, if you think about it, the character is like... He's just in this position where, like, he's he's been given an opportunity. He's trying yeah. to take advantage of the opportunity and make yeah. something of it. Yeah. You know, it's like, you can't be mad at the person who takes over your job. Yes. You gotta be mad at the person who... Decided ...chose you... to replace you, right? Exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, but then he ends it with, it'd be a whole lot easier if I had kept Wingman on my side. And Sam got pissed at that. I don't see. I guess that's how you interpret that scene because I, I didn't really see it like he was talking down to him or any. Like, I think he was just 
poorly wording. Yes. What he was trying I, to yeah, say. Yeah, I don't think he necessarily meant it the way that Sam took it, but I understand why Sam took it that mm. way. So, but I, I, Sam was like, yeah, nope, I'm out. In the concept <laughs> of the character, he was probably seeing it as like, oh, you have wings. Oh, you fly. You're a wingman. You yeah. know, like mm-hmm. that kind of a thing. Yeah. Not so much, you would be beneath me, which is yeah. how I think Sam took that. Right, as, yes. Like, I'm above you. Yeah. You're my sidekick. Yeah. Um, so... Presumably, the whole idea that they traced them there and mm-hmm. then stumbled across them fighting the Flag Smashers, mm-hmm. that was just, they followed them, literally saw them, oh, they're in a battle, let's help out. Yes. Not anything to do with, they were also tracking the Flag Smashers at any That's what I think. Situation yeah. in there. Okay. Yeah. Either that or they just knew they were going to go after him, so they, not, they mm. thought that was the easiest way to track him. Is to follow Sam. And they're again trying to... The whole part of them tracking them was to get them on their side. Yeah, they want to team up. Yeah. With whatever situation. Yeah. So um, there's a little bit more about the Flag Smashers and their goals that we learn here. They're hiding out at... uh, Is that a game cafe? Is that what it was? Yeah, it looked like like an online arcade. Yeah, and so the owner's talking about how much support they have. And like everywhere you go, there's people that are on your side... Uh, and their cause is growing, um, and or support for the cause is growing. And then we see the leader, Carly, gets a text. Uh, and the text says something like, you took what was mine. I'm going to find you and kill you. And she's, like, concerned for obvious reasons. <laughs> but we don't really have any information about where that comes from or what it's about yet. And that's it's basically dropped at that point because we move on to talking about their cause again. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, she clearly had a, like, concerned look as yeah, soon yeah. as she read the text yeah and then she quickly hid it yes. from the rest of the group yeah, yeah, yeah you know so you could tell she's concerned about it's, what's going it's on it's not nothing <laughs> she knows who it is she yeah. knows and obviously we find out later on yes um and they, basically they're talking about how they want the world to return to the way it was during the blip uh the global repatriation council who's responsible for giving back like social security cards reactivating citizenships and other shit i guess it's like this whole Mm. group that's responsible for getting people back like incorporated into society after they were gone Mm. they're saying the grc cares more about people who came back than the ones who never left um i mean but wouldn't you expect that though like they're the ones that's literally their job to care about them if they're for five years you know you don't know where they are so you assume they're all dead right yeah at that point, like, wouldn't it make, make sense that they were probably reissuing social security numbers to, like, other people? Yeah. Yeah. If that's even a thing you would do. Yeah, you would Is think. that a thing? I that's a thing, right? I don't they know. They reissue them at uh, some point, right? Maybe. No idea. Or is that not a... I don't know. It I might be. It I sounds like it could be a thing. Into it. Yeah. But I just... I don't get why they would think that they... What would somebody who's been around need to be focused on for? Their life is still intact as far as having a bank account and yeah knowing they exist and something tells me that they're upset about uh people who were coming back getting uh perks all these people are getting all this shit just because they happen to reappear but the rest of us are struggling and they Mm. don't give a shit about us yeah so i don't know i understand i think what they're saying but it's i mean destroying Part of the world isn't gonna I mean, I'm sure they'll expand more on that, yeah, yeah, those yeah. characters and their yeah. their whatever belief. It, it yeah. was a very vague statement of yeah. like they clearly think there's some injustice happening in yeah. the population of people who have been around for five years versus mm-hmm. the ones who haven't. Yeah, and they kind of make this implication of there was no real government for five years. Mm-hmm. Like the world was basically all in chaos, or right. not necessarily chaos, but like. Not, not run, by run by companies, essentially. Or, yeah. yeah. So, on paper, like, I probably am not allowed to say this, but, like, <laughs> it, it sounds like they have, like, a, a goal that sounds, like, optimistic. You know? Like, yeah, yeah. She, she referenced how, like, we, we can't allow the people to come back in power uh, pre-whatever blip or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, so we can't have the same assholes that were in power before the blip regain their power or Mm -hmm. whatever it was. Because basically it seems like whenever the population was cut by half, 
maybe there was a reorganization in the in the government structures mm. and things that were made. Well, you lost. Yeah. I'm sure you would have lost a bunch of like yeah. important people in their roles or whatever. Yeah. So there would be imbalance in that aspect. Yeah. Um, but you know, they finished the whole thing off with you know them doing this chant, uh, "One world, one one people." Yeah. And you know that's the kind of part where it got me. I'm like, oh, like so they want like unity. They want people right. to like basically they want like society to just be together. Yeah. But, you know, again, we're seeing yeah. them as terrorists, the so surface, we'll it's... see what happens, yeah. what their real views are, but it feels like they aren't as extreme as, or their their views don't seem as extreme as they're being treated so far. Yes. It definitely seems that way. Fuck, it'll be interesting to see if they end up being, like, an ally in some sense at mm-hmm. the end of this fucking story, too. Yeah, for sure. So, um, then we get a... We go back to Sam and Bucky talking on the flight back, and uh, Bucky says, we need to steal the shield back. Like, you you need to take the shield, and, and we can use it to fight these, because we can't do anything without the shield. Mm. We're not enough. And Sam reminds him what happened whenever the last time they took the shield. <laughs> and uh, one of those things was that Sharon Carter was branded an enemy of the state, and he and Cap were on the run for two years. So... I feel like we saw in the previews that Sharon Carter is going to be in this. Yeah, she's yes. in the show at some yeah. point. Yeah. So that's cool. And lots of other things happen. But they kind of argue about it. And then he's not well, really... Well, I mean, Sam brings up good points, yeah. right? He, yeah. You know, he brings up like, well, look what happened the last time. Yeah, what are we going to you know? do? Yeah. What, what do you expect us to do? Like, we, we can't really do anything. Kind of like I brought up earlier. Like, if he, they steal it, then they're just going to be like traitors or trees yes. in it's mm-hmm. just there nothing good could come out of it exactly but then in this process of trying to get sam to be on his side he's like well you know it's time for me to introduce you to somebody and then he takes him to baltimore and introduces him to isaiah bradley um, isaiah is a veteran super soldier who fought the winter soldier in the korean war in 1951 and uh, i guess he He's the one who took half of Bucky's arm, apparently, the first time before Cap did that. Yeah. I imagine Rocket would be a huge fan of this guy if he ever met <laughs> I saw him. I fucking notice. God damn you. <laughs> oh, well, I'm going to get the other half oh, of that arm. I'm going to get that arm. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, and so he's one of the original test subjects who had Super Soldier Serum used on him before Cap even was a thing. I guess the government had... Uh, groups the government and hydra had groups working on it at the same time trying to Mm. replicate the super soldier serum and um it there were in the comics there's a whole comic thing about this large amount of experimentation happening on uh it's kind of like a dark tone to like bring to the marvel universe right they're basically implying that even the american government was just blindly testing shit on you know on on people yeah so in the comics um isaiah was one of the 300 black soldiers used as guinea pigs by the u.s as it tried to recreate the serum and then on a mission he took on the captain america mantle but the military saw that action as treasonous and that's how he got thrown in prison he was ultimately released and sworn to secrecy but the legend of the black captain america began to spread Blah, blah, blah. So that's like part of that comic story. So yeah, it's uh, the way that he talks in this episode, it kind of alludes to that might be what they're considering part of the MCU, those events from the comics. So we'll see where that goes. Well, obviously a different twist because, yes. you know, as far as we know, he never met Captain America, right? Right. Because otherwise Steve Rogers would know about him, that, which yes. they establish he doesn't. Right, exactly. Um, And... Fun note, in the comics, Isaiah, or Isaiah's grandson, Eli, also known as Elijah in the comics, mm-hmm. becomes... And that's who we see That's who answers the, door, the right? door, yeah. You know, when we first got to the scene and, like, that whole thing happened, like, I was like, oh, this is going to be some, like, crime lord guy who's, like, <laughs> got his whole clique there. Yeah. And, like, the way he answered the door was very, like, like, who the fuck are you? Yeah. Like, we'll kill anybody who comes in here. Yeah. And then it was just, like... The grandson of some old guy. Yeah. Like, okay, that, that completely changed yeah. the tones. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the grandson ends up 
having some powers too because he's got some of Isaiah's blood in him, obviously. He becomes Patriot, who is a member of the Young Avengers, along with Wiccan and Speed. Interesting. And for anybody who hasn't been paying attention, those are the heroes that Wanda's twin sons become. Mm -hmm. And we have the Hawkeye series coming out, and I believe, what's her name? Kate Bishop. Kate Bishop, yeah. Um, okay. I believe I'm correct. She was a part of that crew at some point. I think you're right, yeah. So could they be setting up a Disney Plus Young Avengers I, crossover? It seems like it. At least. Maybe. Or, or at the it's, least it's the Easter Or they're egg. at least trying to pretend like they are so yeah. that we can be speculating like we yeah. are now. <laughs> Mephisto's going to be the fucking villain. <laughs> yeah. Mephisto's going to be the villain for Young Avengers. Um <laughs> yes i'm fully making fun of myself for that because i was definitely on that fucking train yeah still am to an yeah, extent i'm still on it um so yeah anyway back to the show um isaiah refuses to help refused to help sam and bucky uncover information about the other super soldiers he's obviously pissed and bitter because instead of getting accolades and becoming famous he uh, was imprisoned for 30 years because of his actions even though most of what he did was to try and well we don't even know if he was in prison for his actions all we know is he was in prison right yeah we don't like it, i mean it, i took the kind of implication is he was in prison so that they could hide the fact that he fucking exists exactly because they decided they wanted their captain america to be steve rogers mm-hmm. and they don't want the public to be like there's more than one yeah because that takes away from this you know, poster child that they right. have. That's true. And he says, even your people weren't done with me looking at Bucky. And it makes sense that this is a reference to Hydra who had infiltrated S.H.I.E.L.D. after World War II. Mm-hmm. So part of possibly his imprisonment is Hydra made up some bullshit reason to imprison him so they could study him and try to recreate the serum. In secret. Yeah. yeah exactly. Because yeah. no um, one would be paying attention to somebody who's just in a prison. Exactly. Um, and Sam obviously is pissed because he's like, well, how come, how did, did Steve know about this? And he's like, no, he never knew. I didn't want to tell him. I didn't want him to carry that burden. And they're like having a discussion when they leave and the cops approach them. Turns out Bucky gets arrested for missing a therapy session. Yeah, I didn't understand how the cops were here. What was there? Were they called on or was it just, I think they just happened that they were driving by, saw an altercation or what they perceived an altercation. Yeah. I think that they were just driving by and they saw a black man and a white man arguing. Okay. And pulled up for very different reasons. than they end up leaving. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, They kind of did this whole thing, the same shit they did with the bank scene, right? Where, They don't know who Sam is off the bat. And then yeah. eventually they go, oh, fuck, your yeah, Falcon. Your Falcon, uh, yeah. Sorry, sorry. Yeah. And then it ends up that Bucky has a warrant out for his arrest because he missed a therapy session, which mm-hmm. is fucking stupid. But I get it, I guess. It's a condition of his release, whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. So and they, they, they simplified it in the show as, yeah. you know, it's like missing your uh, parole officer yeah. meetup. It's just like a standard thing that happens, yeah. So he they had to take him in. And then we go to the police station... He's obviously immediately let out. <laughs> and we're like, who the fuck let him out? Oh, it's fucking John Walker. Mm-hmm. He's back. So. Would he have the power? I mean, to he just... seems to think he does. I mean, apparently he did. Yeah. But like. He yeah. is America. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> or he is the yeah. U.S. government. Is Sorry. Is Florida his butthole? Yes. <laughs> He is the No US offense if you're from Florida. We love everybody <laughs> listening to the podcast. But you can't deny the Florida man news posts are pretty good. Yeah, they all are. All the time. Always. Um, oh, man. So when Bucky gets out, he thanks the therapist for getting him out, right? Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, it wasn't me. <laughs> and turns out it was John and he's trying to like get them to fucking team up with him again and he's like i'll be outside and yeah he's, he's trying to butter him up by yeah. like letting him out of jail helping him out like yes buddying it up with him right yes buddying the butter yeah <laughs> buttering the buddy they're she's trying to buttering cop <laughs> buttercup yeah and so those therapists i don't know if she's 
semi-joking, but she's clearly serious that she wants them both to do the mm-hmm. therapy session. She's like, it's a condition of your release. You have to have a session right now. Mm-hmm. Well, apparently, well, we know from like the first episode that like, you know, she referenced you haven't even responded to Sam when he's reached out to you mm-hmm. since, I guess, presumably the last six months or whatever it is. Yeah. So I'm sure I took it as like she saw him here and she's like, we're going to take advantage of this, gonna this and we're going to yeah. use this to try and help him yeah. get past some shit that he's clearly struggling with still. Yes, definitely. Um, uh, is it a HIPAA violation? Probably. Yeah, 100%. But whatever. <laughs> here we are. America. Yeah. <laughs> um, so they go into this, I don't know, like interrogation room. I don't know. It's like somewhere in the, the police station. It's so weird. And they do this. She has them do, like, this couples therapy thing where they, like, face each other and mm-hmm. have to get their, like, legs intertwined. You get, like, a good, you get, like, a, a good uh, reminder of their, like, you know, like, they're, like, like macho. Their, their rivalry, I guess, yeah. uh, from, like, the, you know, Civil War and, like, those movies where, mm-hmm. you know, they're really, like, butting heads trying to be, yeah. like, buddies with Steve. You yeah. know, like, I'm yeah. his buddy. You know, I'm, I'm his best friend. I'm his best friend. Yeah. You're not his best friend, you know. Yeah. You kind of get that vibe again with this scene. Where, yeah. They're kind of like trying to go like who who's got the bigger chest? You yeah, know? yeah. Like, are you guys really doing? Are you just doing a staring contest? Yeah. <laughs> and I love how they keep playing on that whole idea that like Bucky just has this like dead stare. Yeah. Uh, you know, even <laughs> John Walker and the whole uh, the oh, drive yeah, after the, the truck, after yeah. the terrorist Does fight. He always just stare like he's that. He always just stare at you like that. He's get like, you get, you get used to it. <laughs> Forgot about that. That was yeah. pretty good. Um, so long story short, in the therapy session, it comes out that Bucky is so upset about, uh, uh, Sam not taking up the mantle because Sam thinks that he was the wrong choice and that Cap was wrong about him. And if Cap was wrong about him, it's not that he's saying he's the wrong choice, right? He's just, he's questioning it because he says, if he says something like, if you didn't take up the mantle, then like, was, was Steve wrong about you? And if he was wrong about you, then does that mean he was wrong about me? Yes. That's what, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's exactly what was happening. They were having this discussion of whether if, like you said, like if um, Sam felt he was unworthy, then maybe that means that Steve was not right, that mm-hmm. he was the right person to take it over because he wasn't willing to do it, yeah. in, which means he's not the right person, basically, indirectly. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I don't think it's like so much that Bucky's like, well, maybe I was the right person and he didn't pick me. I think it's more of a, I think this is more about Bucky struggling with like wanting to believe he's a shitty person. Yeah. I and didn't mean that at all. Yeah. Yeah. No, I know. Oh, I'm just okay. saying like, I think I'm interpreting this whole thing as like Bucky is like, I don't deserve to be happy. I don't deserve to like move past any of this. Yeah. And he wants to believe that he is a shitty person. Yeah. And so I think that's why he's kind of projecting this, like, if you didn't take the mantle, then, like, he was wrong about you. And, and then if he's wrong about you, wrong then, you, he was then wrong he's wrong about me. he's wrong about me. So he's, he's trying to play, like... Yeah, and if he's wrong about me, then I'm not worthy of being... I'm, I'm not... Uh, I don't deserve to be, like, make amends or be able to live a I life I don't deserve after a redemption. Being, yeah, redemption. That's the word. Um, that's this, his whole thing that he's trying to do is make amends for being the winter soldier and live a semi-normal mm-hmm. life and he feels that he doesn't deserve it so seeing someone else question a decision like that's one of the reasons he's willing to do it i think mm-hmm. is because he believes that cap believed in him i mean in the scene we just saw too where he confronted not confronted but well i guess confronted himself by yeah. showing up at isaiah's house right yes. you yeah. know literally we get a reference from him yeah the last time I saw you, mm-hmm. I was trying to, I was fucking you up, beating you up. I was, I tore your arm off. Yeah. Like you were an enemy. Yeah. You were evil. You were an assassin. Yeah. That alone had to have been a big moment for Bucky to even show up. You know, like yeah. he obviously put the mission above him as his own comfort, right? Yes. Because he had no way of knowing where that was going to go. Yeah. This guy clearly was pissed off, yeah. bitter over more than just him. Yeah, definitely. You know, for all he knew, that guy would be trying to kill him. Uh-huh. Which uh, we can see he still has his powers. Yeah. So. <laughs> uh, it'll be interesting to see if he comes back later on as a, a like a later role. Or yeah. if that was just kind of, that was it. Yeah. And that character's done with this, 
story. Is he the guy who played um, John Jones's dad? Yes. In... Okay. I was and like, Supergirl. Where... Yes. Yeah. Okay. That's. I was like thinking it. Was he just him. had a beard, so he was. Yeah. Yeah. Slightly different. Okay. Um. Yeah. Obviously, Bucky has a lot that he needs to like move past. So yeah. I kind of thought it was a really good scene because it, it it showed that he was capable of showing weakness. Yes. Um. And that's why it made me, like, really disappointed in Sam's response. Yeah. It felt very, like, defensive and mm-hmm. projecting on, you know. Yeah, like, he uh, just basically laid it all out on the table. And I felt like Sam didn't react appropriately. Like, as he could have. Yeah. Just, it, it was a really good opportunity for an open and honest conversation. But instead, he just kind of, like, insulted him. And just, yeah. like, acted like, you're the problem. And yeah. Um, so yeah, after they have their therapy session and then it's like awkward after that. And I, I took the thing that, um, Bucky said to the therapist, like, what's rule number two again? Mm-hmm. And she's like, no one gets harmed or no one gets hurt. Nobody get, don't hurt. Yeah. You don't hurt anybody. Yeah. And then I, I don't know. I kind of took that as you hurt us with whatever that, like, I don't know if that. I thought that was him saying that to her. I mean, that I don't you know say that, that like, maybe it's... Like, okay, I could see, like, maybe he was, like, implying, like, well, I just hurt Sam. Yeah. Right there. Yeah. Um, I see. I didn't really know where to take that. Like, I was... At first, I was like, oh, he's, like, implying, like, at this point of the mission that I'm stuck on, somebody's going to have to get hurt physically. Like, yeah. I, I thought it was just, like... Yeah. I'm going to have to hurt somebody for this mission. Yeah. But maybe it is more of a mental thing, you know. Yeah, I took it as more of like a reference to what just happened because their relationship was fucked, like-ish at that point. Because like right before that, you know, the last thing Sam says is, I'll tell you what, let's let's shelf all of this. Yeah. Let's put it aside. Mm -hmm. Let's get this fucking mission done. And then then after that, we'll never talk ever again and we'll do our own fucking lives. Yeah. And like that was like a really sad thing to see. That was really sad and like hurtful. Mm -hmm. I think. But, like, you know, they both seemingly had this agreement of, yeah, that's that's what we're going to be doing. Yeah. Whether it's front or not, we'll find out. But, yeah. like, you have to assume that that's going to change over the oh, next yeah. four episodes. For sure, yeah. Um, they'll so... Pro- they'll probably move into an apartment together. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Turns into the odd couple. Yeah. <laughs> um... So after they leave, then we see John Walker again, and he lights the fucking sirens or whatever, and he's like a douche move yeah. on the cop car. Um, and he starts talking to him, and he's trying to recruit him again. Mm-hmm. He won't fucking stop. His character does seem a lot different throughout this episode mm-hmm. from what you see him in that first fucking scene, right? Yes. He's very humble. He's very, mm-hmm. like, unsure of himself. Yes. Um, and then, as soon as that scene ends, you slowly see him being more cocky, mm-hmm. more confident, more you know. I don't. Maybe it's an act that he's maybe. putting up, or yeah, it could be a front. Maybe he just is like now, like yeah, I'm a badass because he's seen all the fucking fame and popularity out of it. Yeah. So I mean, they're obviously Sam and Bucky are like, yeah, we're not gonna fucking join you, but mm-hmm. I think it was the same conversation essentially as yeah. the uh, after the. The battle, mm-hmm. whatever, in Munich, right? It was yes. them trying to be like, look, we need your help. We, you know, we could work our intel together. We could mm-hmm. figure this out. Yeah. You need us. We need you. Blah, blah, blah. That being said, I do feel like Sam made a good point. They're free agents. They don't have the rules of engagement that the, the official government body does. Mm-hmm. So it really doesn't make sense for them to officially work together because they can do things and not be like held nationally responsible mm. for them. But at the same time, like, they are literally vigilantes if they're yeah. doing that. Yeah, of Right? They like, yeah. if they're not working for some kind of government agency, yeah. then they're doing it on their own, mm-hmm. and it is considered illegal, right? Yeah, I think so. Not that they're worried about that, but, right. like, it just... By that logic, then, like, they could be like, all right, well, then I guess we're gonna have to arrest you if you try to step in, all right? Yeah. So... Yeah, Not well, that they could, but... Yeah. But, you know, then he gets to the point where now this time he ends it with, well, then stay the hell out of my way. Mm-hmm. And we start to see that he kind of like... He flips very quickly. As soon as he hears, fair. I'm not going to help you, mm-hmm. he changes his tone to like, all right, then you're the enemy. Yes. You know, he went from buddy-buddy trying to get them on his side mm-hmm. to, all right, then stay the fuck out of my way. Yep. You are the enemy. We'll play that game. Yeah. So, 
I think this gives us, uh, kind of brings to light that he could be more villainous or at least not, uh, the perfect superhero situation that we're expecting or that we're well, I mean, we already know he's not going to just teach Rogers, yeah. right? Yeah. Like, he's not going to have enough time to like give him that treatment of yes. like believing he is this character. Right. Mm-hmm. And we obviously know that there's something that's going to fucking happen with this character. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, okay. So at this point we get a flash over to the flag smashers and they're like, loading a plane or whatever with the stuff that they just stole mm-hmm. and they say they found us and it's like how much somebody says how much time do we have none it's the power brokers men huh that's so weird it's the power broker mm. it's almost as if i was correct last week so i was pretty excited yeah how's yeah. your fart smell <laughs> you tell me you seem to really be basking in it yeah um yeah so I spoke briefly about the power broker last week um and just like a smidge more information I'm gonna read this whole thing but basically the power broker is either a person or a corporation or both okay so it seems like they it's pretty it's still open for them to be referring to a corporation rather than it a person it feels like a guy though because of it the does. way that that scene plays out at the end yeah it does um but so Dr. Carl Malice a, is a mad scientist who had experimented on and on various superhuman individuals. This is comic stuff, right? In the comics, yes. Okay. Sorry. Should have said that. Um, he goes to work for the Power Broker Corporation, which is founded by Curtis Jackson. And then they work together augmenting people and whatnot. And they do shady shit like um, using addictive drugs on their test subjects and telling them that the chemical was necessary to stabilize their powers. Mm, that sounds like straight out of the fucking boys, by the way. Paying for it. Yep. Yes. Um, and so basically, uh, it could be that they're just, they're talking. I think probably what's what MCU is going to do is some. Basically, it's a person who runs a company mm-hmm. who's called the power broker who does all of this. I'm sure they're going to be combining some things together. Um, they're probably they work for a pharmaceutical or some shit, mm-hmm. and they found a way to enhance whatever drug exactly. they have. Here's my thing: I kind of suspect it's not going to be like they get powers and they have powers. I think it's going to be like kind of a play on that like addiction thing, but not be mm-hmm. like there's drugs in it. Yeah, well, because it's literally a drug, but yeah. like not like there's not cocaine, in cocaine, it. Yeah. something <laughs> addictive. It's going to be like the only reason you have to come back to me is because it will wear off at a certain yeah. point. And so yeah. you have to keep coming back for more mm-hmm. dosage yeah. to continue having the powers versus yeah. it just being a one-time thing. Yes. Um, it is also worth noting that Lamar Hoskins, a.k.a. Battlestar, also got his enhancements from the power broker in the comics. Along with John Walker. Along with John Walker, yes. Um, so this could explain... If they already have their powers in, mm. in this show, this could explain how they didn't get straight up destroyed by the Flag Smashers in that situation. They didn't really hold their own, but they also had uh, mm. civ- like witnesses. So part of me wonders if they were holding back because they knew that people, other people could see. That's possible. I kind of like your initial idea that they don't have it yet and this is something that they're going to... Yeah, that's the other option. They're going to... It's... Uh, go toward to get the ability to compete with yeah you know. i'm kind of wondering if in the pos in the process of investigating this situation mm-hmm. they end up entangled with something and end up getting stuff from the power broker well if they're after the flag smashers right yes then like if somehow they come into contact with the power broker for whatever reason whether mm-hmm. they're on accident stumbling into like looking for the flag smasher yeah you know it could come up you know enemy of my enemy is my friend situation and here here's some enhancements to help you take them down because the power broker wants revenge for Mm -hmm. what was stolen from him presumably they stole all of the the serum serum or whatever like it you know they say it was medical stuff but like what if it was super soldier serum yeah something like that maybe that's a good point because they all had those powers then so um they're like they leave one person, one of their super yeah, soldier people behind. He, he's like, I'll stay behind and distract them yeah, and you guys can get away. It was really dumb. Unnecessary. Like, all he did was like run at them and they just like shot him dead. Like, yeah. So I guess we know that it, he's not bulletproof. Yes. So 
that sucks. Yeah. But like, that was your plan. Like, I you did. could have done that without. You could have distracted them without getting killed because they, they, the way they worded it, it didn't seem like they were trying to kill him. It was just like he's running at us, mm-hmm. so they shot out of defense. Yeah. It was really weird that whole part. But and then we get like a mysterious guy who we. I mean, as far as I know, I don't know who he is. Yeah. It doesn't seem like he's the power broker. No, I'm assuming. And he's he calls like a, somebody and says they got away. Yeah, I think he's like an assistant or a henchman or mm-hmm. whatever, like a lead, whatever the fuck guy. Um, so then we're back to Sam and Bucky, and they're talking about the situation. Um, what to do next to try to figure stuff out? And Bucky brings up the comment about his people, <laughs> referring to Hydra, and that could be a lead. To get the info needed on the Flag Smashers. I really liked how they played that scene because Sam took it like, oh, well, he didn't mean it like that. And like, <laughs> implying like race, right? Yeah. And then uh, Bucky's like, oh, no, I didn't think that. I He was talking about Hydra. And like, yeah. I like how they kind of just like stomped that whole like, implication of like, well, is this like a race thing? Yeah. Uh, to like, no, it's just good versus evil. Yeah. Yeah. So, um then they talked about going to talk to Zemo and uh See no here's where I didn't really get the leap though, because yeah. it was like it went from him like, Oh no, Hydra and I guess it was implied that because Zemo had the book that helped him get info about Bucky yeah. as the winter soldier. Yeah. And to control him. Yeah, I think the leap is that Zemo became obsessed with Hydra to get to Bucky. Okay, and so, so he, he knew might know more. He information. knows it as much or more than they would. Yes, that's that. Okay. That's what I was thinking about it. Is okay. he learned all of that shit so that he could do what he did? Okay, so you yeah. might be right then, because I think you referenced early on that like, what if like Zemo is like kind of working with them? Yeah. To find the flag smashers, so right? I, I feel like you said that at some point. Yeah. Um. So. Moving into that idea, like, that's probably what's going to happen. And then, like, somehow he's going to, like, have his sneaky master plan that he breaks out. Yeah. Through that help. Yeah. Which then he becomes his own, the villain Zemo. Yeah. With the mask and all that. Which we should be seeing, so. Yeah, definitely. I got real Magneto vibes from this scene where they they show Zemo in his Mm -hmm. cell and playing chess. And it just felt very modern prison. Yeah. I agree. (laughs) Plastic everywhere, it looks yeah, like. Yeah, that's a really thing. good point, yeah. Not that he has powers, but, like, it just felt very, like, high security, mm-hmm. can't be trusted, so you have to make sure he's... Fully surrounded well, yeah. by, I don't, like, yeah. <laughs> so, um, where do you think this is going next? Like, what are you, where, where I mean, are you, I, I mean, I assume they're just gonna get, in, trying to get intel out of him, right? Yeah. But I, I imagine he's gonna pull some, like, Loki-type situation where he's, mm-hmm. like... If you want intel, then I'm going to have to come with you, blah, blah, blah. Right. Some kind of bullshit why yeah. he needs to be there. Do you think he's going to try to do the, like, wake Bucky up shit again? Yeah. And then, I mean, that would be a fun scene to see, right? Yeah. He, like, he has it memorized, maybe. Yeah. And he just starts saying it, and, like, maybe Bucky's, like, just humoring him. Yeah. he knows it's not going to work. Yeah. And then he'll, you know, it'll be like a fun comedic scene when he's like disappointed that it didn't do anything. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think that would be fun to see. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I don't know, outside of him just breaking out of prison, like I don't know how else they can kind of go with his character into him becoming the mass Zemo. Yeah. I wonder if, um, I just wonder where Zemo falls in the whole uh, pre-blip versus post blip situation yeah i presumably he wasn't blipped right yeah if he's in prison now yeah he didn't I was just like, blip back i was starting to wonder like what was it like is he blipped and then like, he came back and so like he's out of prison because he yeah you know how they explain how he's not in prison yeah uh, but they they explain well he's still in prison so i am curious if that's gonna have like, if, is his character gonna have a different attitude since civil war right he was very vengeful but like mm-hmm. maybe we will see a side of him that's different. And maybe that'll be an act. Yeah. To get to his next goal. You know? Yeah, I, that's true. I feel like I want to read more about Zemo in the comics. Because I don't really know what his motives are now that he's done with what he did. In, uh, the last time we saw him. I, well, I mean, presumably he's going to make the uh, axes of evil, right? Mm, yeah, that's true. Which is a group of villains that work together to mm-hmm. try and 
well, take out the Avengers, but that's not really a thing right yeah. now, so. Yeah, so it's like a moot point, so I don't know what he's going to try to do. I guess it's interesting to see whether he's going to be another antagonist within the series at some point, or if he's going to be taking over the Flag Smashers after he mm-hmm. you know, what somehow gets out. You know, it's going to be interesting. Is there going to be a power struggle where maybe he's helping them find them? And yeah. then once that happens, he finds a way to manipulate the group into, like, following him. Yeah, that's and then what I'm thinking. I think... taking over from the other bitch, and then she's, like, betrayed or whatever. Yeah, I feel like Zemo could easily find himself... Like, turning the views from being, like, we just want things to be better for the world to, like, manipulating his own, his yeah. own views. So, yeah, like, yeah. we have power now. Let's use it to get our revenge. Yeah. Which would be a very ironic thing because he was like, his character was superhero or super soldiers need to die. Mm-hmm. You know, they're responsible for everything. You know, people with powers are, are evil. Yes. Uh, so if he did go to that route of like controlling a group that had superpowers, then that would be a very ironic arc for him. Yeah, it definitely would. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. Maybe that will be a reason that he is willing to help Bucky and Sam. That's what I think would be the incentive is yeah. like why he would help is because like He's he like, wants to eradicate that. that kind of idea, right? Yeah. So, I mean, Bucky has the power, so yeah. he probably wouldn't want to help him. Right. Obviously, Sam doesn't, but... Yeah, but it's like one versus many, so mm-hmm. maybe that's it. And we'll probably see a scene where he's like, I'll help you do this, but... Rest assured, I'll fucking kill you or whatever. I'll get my revenge or whatever. But, like, again, Bucky wasn't even responsible for his family. It was was just the situation with Ultron and all that shit, right? So, I never really understood why he... I I get that Winter Soldier was just a pawn in his his game. But, like, at the same time... Actually, that's a good point. He was playing chess. Like, it's probably... Very um, symbolic of his, like, mm-hmm. personality and what he'll be doing in this yeah. show. Playing a game of chess, you know? Very true. Everyone's playing checkers. He's playing chess. Yeah. Yeah. The, the Zemo's Gambit. Yeah. I <laughs> knew you were going to make a Queen's Gambit joke. <laughs> uh, so, where was I going? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you got derailed on a joke. Yeah. Um, <laughs> fuck. Something about playing chess. I mean, yeah, like, this, his personality is, like, maybe he's playing chess, you know, mentally with, with the, you know, the snare that's going to come up in the show, you mm-hmm. know, which then could lead into, like, whatever he's doing. But the whole idea I was having was, like, he, he didn't, his revenge was just in general. It wasn't really specifically about Bucky. So, like, maybe that won't have any effect on, if anything, Bucky would be the one that has need for revenge. Yeah, I also feel like. I don't think Zemo should have a problem with Bucky because Bucky was an assassin. He was like a specifically, I'm going to kill this person and that person. Mm-hmm. And if there's collateral damage, then occasionally somebody else gets killed. But he wasn't like one of the people that was a superhero that was like, mm-hmm. let's destroy the entire city to save it from an alien. And he's a product of, I mean, he's a victim of his own yes. life, essentially, right? Yeah. He, he, he didn't choose to be an assassin. He was brainwashed. He was given a super solar serum. Yeah. He... He had no control of anything yeah. that happened. So, Speed. if anything, Zemo would relate to Bucky yeah. on that level of his life being taken from him. Right, right. In yeah. the sense of his family. Not, that's not true. so much him. That's but, a good point. So, he has all of these reasons to help them. Mm-hmm. But you have to expect there's going to be that there's gonna be something. Zemo Gambit gameplay of <laughs> his ulterior motive. Yes, true. And I'm sure we're going to hear some gloating about the Avengers being dismantled. Yes. Right? Yeah. He's going to be like, oh, it was me all along. You're going to hear some comments that are not going to sit right with Sam. I called Thanos (laughs) and told him. I beeped him. Yeah. (laughs) I paged him. I paged (laughs) Beeped? What am I? (laughs) It's like me saying I voicemailed somebody. (laughs) Hey, we say I emailed people all the time. That's true. But, yeah, it's different than voicemailed. All right. Well, I think that's it. That is. I mean, uh, I'm looking forward to next episode. Definitely. I feel like this one was a little bit... It was more MCU mm-hmm. than the first. Yeah. And that one was still MCU, right? Yeah. Compared to what WandaVision did. Mm-hmm. 
But I think it got a little bit slower after like the the main fight. It was more of a setting up their relationship like a, issues. Like a buddy adventure movie show. Well, not buddy <laughs> though, right? Yeah, but like begrudging buddy. Because mm-hmm. like they're still... If they really didn't like each other, they wouldn't be anywhere near each other. <laughs> There's obviously a relationship there. Yeah, and we're going to see that grow. Yeah. And, you know, presumably they already had that relationship. And then something happened with whether it's... Sam being picked as the next Cap or uh-huh. just Cap's leaving, you know, as old man Cap and not existing in their lives anymore. Like, that could be the reason that they've kind of grown this intimosity for each other. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But I think that that's good for this episode. Yes, definitely. We have covered it. So thanks, everyone, for listening. Uh, tune in next week. We will be doing episode three or part three. Of the anatomy of the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Definitely check us out on Facebook, Dissecting This Fiction Podcast, Twitter, uh, at DTFpod. Or send us an email directly to DTFpod at gmail.com. And please take some time to leave us a rating or review on Apple, Apple Podcasts or iTunes or your favorite podcast service. Any ratings will help. Thanks. Bye bye.